Well, by gosh, we've done it again. Done another 20 weeks of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, and our 29th season is wrapping up. 30th season next year. But we got plenty to talk about this last episode. A lot of fall fishing to talk with Dick Beardsley and more. So stay with us. is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Picking up where we left off with Dick Beardsley yesterday, talking fall fishing. So I know you're a Bemidji guy, but where else would you suggest people check? I mean, I know all lakes are pretty good in the fall, but any other in particular you like in the fall? Yeah, Bemidji, obviously. Um, I like the Turtle River chain, especially Turtle Lake and Turtle River Lake. Both of those lakes um, are good fall lakes for bass, for crappies, for walleyes, uh, plantagenet. And I tell you, a really good one, and there's some big fish in it, is I hate putting this out there because it's not that big a lake, but Grace Lake, just south of Bemidji. God darn it, there's some big walleyes in that lake. And um, what, I, what I like to do on that lake is pull live bait rigs and like red tailed chubs. You get out there in that 25 to 35-foot range out in the sand and some of the gravel that's out there, uh, the steep breaks, and uh, you'll catch chance of catching a big, big one. So, yeah, there's lots of them. Well, Grace Lake is great because if you get tired of fishing walleyes, you can go to fish bass. Yeah. They got panfish. Oh, yeah. Not good yeah. good population of pike. And a lot of the pike in that lake are really no, not. I mean, you're going to catch a few hammer handles, but there's some really nice pike in that lake yeah. too, and they're fun to catch. So, yeah, it's a good time. It definitely is. Well, I know you also do some uh, some ice fishing. Um, so, what do you think is going to be a good la- a good ice fishing season? Well, again? you know, Farmers Almanac, all these professional meteorologists say we're going to have an early winter and it's going to be a rough winter. So, um, you know, you know. Here we're at pretty near the middle of September, Kev. We could be. It's possible on some of the small, shallower lakes, we could be ice fishing in the next six weeks. I know. (laughs) I know it. So now it's, you know, in between the days when I'm not guiding or fishing for fun, I'll I'll be working on my fish houses, getting them all ready to go for the upcoming season, and it'll be here before you know it. It, I can't believe summer's gone. I mean, it seems like it was just yesterday I'm waiting for the ice to go off of Lake Bemidji, (laughs) and now... It won't be no, that long before it come it'll on. It'll come back on. Oh, Crazy. Oh, it is. The older is. I get, the quicker the time goes by. That's the sad truth. Of I it. know it. It is. Yeah. Um, so when you're fishing for fun, what, what what do you like to fish for? If I'm just going out strictly for fun, yes. Where I want a lot of action, man. I'm going out bass fishing. Yeah. I mean, the numbers, both large and smallmouth bass. If you want to just have fun, it. You can go. I had some folks out last week on a four-hour trip. We caught forty-nine, and um, it's it's uh, you'll you'll have a ball. But but I still I love going out after trying to find and get into some of those those big fish, the big walleyes out there. Boy, you know, trying to get that thirty-incher. I didn't get one last year. I got a twenty-nine and wow. a half, something like that. So you know, that thirty-inch number is 
that's kind of a magic number for a true trophy for a walleye. So it's always fun going out and, and trying for some of those big fish. And the thing about doing that on my own, I you know, I'll fish areas where I know has the potential for big fish instead of looking for numbers where I'm kind of when I'm out there with guide clients, you know, you want to get numbers, nice fish. And getting a big one is kind of by accident. But when you go out there actually fishing for them, you know, you might get on a pot of them, but you might strike out. It's kind of like musky fishing too. But you get that big one, and, man, it makes the effort all <laughs> worth the while. We'll wrap it up with Dick Beardsley next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country with your host, Kev Jackson. He's the one asking the stupid questions. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. It's the final episode of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Dick Beardsley is my guest. We have talked many times, you have talked many times, and we've already talked this interview about how great Lake Bemidji is. As years in Bemidji go, how did this one stack up? I thought it was good. I, I, it wasn't quite as good, I didn't think, as, you know, last summer was just crazy. And we were catching fish in that 8 to 12 foot range depth right from the opener right through the summer season and whatnot. But it, but saying that, last year was exceptional. This year still was very, very good. I mean, you can go out there. If you want to go out and, and catch a meal of fish, you're not going to have any problem doing that. You know, you might have to work if you've got a few guys in the boat try to, you know, catch 10, 12, 15 fish. But if you want to go out and catch a couple of fish for supper, there shouldn't be a problem doing it on Lake Bemidji. And, and in the last couple of weeks, Kev, we've been catching fish from... Eight inchers up to twenty-eight inchers, and everything in between. Wow! And and we, but we were doing that all summer, and that's a really good, healthy sign of a healthy lake. Is there anything uh, out there that concerns you that you spotted? Well, you know the the invasive species is always a problem, and and uh, you know we do have zebra mussels in Lake Bemidji now. I haven't seen any yet, but now saying that. Last weekend, I was in the Detroit Lakes area on Lake Sally on a walleye fishing trip, and we were fishing the edge of the grass and whatnot, and I pulled up a clump of grass. I have never it – it, it, it looked like a softball, it, and it was a big glob of zebra mussels. Yeah, that was kind of scary. Yeah. So, you know, we want to keep those at bay, and I, like I – you know, I'm a stickler at getting weeds off my boat. In fact, the other day, Kev, that wind was coming out of the east on Lake Bemidji, and I pulled in, put in a camera, and when we were coming out of the lake, the grass and had blown in there. I sat there at the landing for 20 minutes underneath my boat, getting all the grass off of there. Mm. And people think, well, what do you need to do that for? Well, you need to do it because Bemidji is infested, and I fish a lot of lakes in the Bemidji area that don't have them. And all it takes is one, one of them one. gosh darn things to hook onto a piece of grass. You take it into the next lake. We don't want that. So, boy... Folks, if anything, uh, go out there and enjoy the fall fishing, but you know, make sure that you clean those those boats and trailers of grass, any type of weeds. Get the water out of your live wells and do the best you can to keep these darn things at bay. One of the things uh, Bro Brosdahl told me a while ago is he's got at his house his own cleaning station. Nice. He thought it was worth having hot water spray, and he just... And then lets it dry, and yep, it's well, Kev, pretty smart. That's what I did when I um. It was funny because there was a weed inspector at this Lake Sally in Detroit Lakes, and he had a a spray area there, you know, with a high pressure sprayer. And I go, "Do you want me to bring it over there?" He goes, 
what lake are you going to be going on next? I said, Lake Bemidji. He says, oh, no, you don't have to. That's already got invasive species in it, which kind of irritated me a little bit. Yeah. So before I put the boat in the garage that, that day, I pulled into the car wash and just did it myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. because, yeah, Bemidji has them, but you don't want to bring any more into the gosh dang right. lake. Right. You know? So... I- from everybody I've talked to, and I think I asked you this question earlier this year, nobody seemed to have seen any uh, changes in the lake at this point due to the zebra mussels. On Bemidji? On Bemidji. No. I, uh, I, nothing. Nothing at all. The water. You know, we still had our nice algae bloom going in August, which actually helped fish in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know I remember hearing, maybe it was on your show, one of the, maybe the, the BSU biologists or something, but was saying that Lake Bemidji may not be as affected by the zebra mussels as, say, like a lake like Cass or Winnie that are very clear anyhow, and then they get even clearer, because Bemidji's never been a super clear lake. Right. And so I guess time will tell um, how it affects the fishing. And, like, I know on Cass, you know, I'm a weed walleye fisherman anyhow, and so I just, like, if I'm fishing Cass, I just, I fish, spend a lot of my time along the cabbage, and we do well out there because those fish, even though the water's clear, they'll get in that cabbage to get out of the sunlight, and there's always bait fish in there. So down the road, some people may have to change their tactics a little bit on how they go after them, but um, well, time will tell, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, this far, as far as I can tell, any of the lakes that have it, even those that have had it for a while, it doesn't seem to affect populations. No. It certainly affects behavior, though. Yeah, it does bef- affect behavior. It'll be interesting to see, though, down the road, you know, with, you know, like the small year perch and even the walleye, the zooplankton there, you know, that's what they survive on in the very beginning. And if that is not much left anymore because of, the, of that, and then we start having a, uh, a shortage of bait fish and forage out there for the walleyes, down the road, that could affect, you know, the fish and as far as their growth rates and numbers and things like that. But uh, I don't think anybody really knows for sure. But then you look at Lake Erie, who's mm-hmm. had them for 50 plus years, and that's one of the greatest walleye factories in the world. And they seem to be doing good there. So we'll just have to see what happens <laughs> here, Cal. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I am a little concerned about how it will affect that uh, that uh, algae bloom in August, because that is a, that's a big plus for Lake Bemidji from an angling perspective. Absolutely. I know it's not the prettiest to look at but it's just you know it's not like the lake is all polluted it's not that at all it just happens to every summer gets that algae bloom going and it absolutely helps the walleye fishing um you know keeps that that sunlight from penetrating in there so yeah if that took that away um it would be a little tougher fishing out there on lake bemidji i'm sure it would have to be okay yeah well, we're get, again, we're getting into uh, the fall, and then it's going to be winter, and uh, you you do have uh, ice fishing yeah. houses for rent. Do you do any winter guiding as yeah, well? Yeah, I do guiding in the winter, and then I, I usually have uh, a few fish houses, on Lake, usually on Lake Bemidji. We move them around. In the beginning, we get them out there on the walleye areas, and then when the walleye bite starts to slow... Um, and the window gets shorter and shorter early morning, later in the day. Then we move them out onto some big jumble perch areas, and the jumble perch will go all day long. And uh, I got a few areas out there that are, for the most part, away from the crowds and stuff, and we do really well on jumbos. And then 
you know, you're always going to have a chance of catching a few walleyes in the same time. So, yeah, that's just around the corner, Kev. So, yeah, I rent houses out. We use them for guiding some days. I got portables if we want to get back in the bush a little bit and get on some of these little smaller lakes back out in the woods. And, um, yeah, we do it all. Okay, and if people want to use your services any time of the year, what's the best way to do you that, Dick? You betcha, Kev. They can give me a call at 218-556-7172, or they can go to my website, dickbeardsleyfishingguide.com, or Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service on Facebook. Okay, Dick Beardsley, great friend of the show, uh, joining us in this final week of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. But again, we will check in with him later in the fall and in the winter, certainly as well, on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hey, Dick, thanks for stopping by Hey, today. always a pleasure, Kev. Thank you. You're listening to Fish and Ball Bunyan Country, where all the cool kids hang out. And Kev Jackson, too. Well, that is going to do it for another year of Fish and Ball Bunyan Country. Thank you all for being part of the show. Uh, so many great people who uh, I can call and rely on for great reports. The show really is not about anything I do other than ask questions. It's really about some great anglers, which we have a ton out there who are willing to share what's going on on the water and uh, how they catch fish and all kinds of other things. Great, great guests. We want to thank them all for being part of the show this year. We want to thank everybody who uh, listens. We appreciate all the listeners, whether it be on the podcast or whether it be on the radio stations. Thanks for listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. 29th year this year. We've been doing this a long time, so kind of be a special year, I think, next year when we have our 30th annual uh, Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, which plans to do, by the way. Uh, so next week, Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors begins. That's a Thursday show. It runs 1240 during high noon on KBUN-FM 104.5. Runs again at 8 a.m. Saturday mornings. And, of course, we podcast it as well. Uh, you can go online, kbunsportsradio.com, and choose Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors to listen to the archives. You can go to Podcast One, subscribe to the podcast, and listen to it when you want to. Uh, you can do the same thing at iTunes, and of course we are online. Uh, we're on social media. We've got a Twitter feed, and we've got a Facebook page. So check out Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, and we will keep you updated on everything going on outdoors. So it expands a little bit. Still going to be doing a lot of fishing talk, certainly, uh, because this is Paul Bunyan Country after all. But we've got a lot of hunting talk and outdoors talk in general to go through in the next thirty-two weeks. Thanks for being part of the show this year. And we will talk to you soon. Fish out, Bob Bunyan, country, country.